I'm Jennifer Delacuadri, and this is the Raising Happy Teens podcast, where you learn how to successfully guide your teenager into adulthood without losing your sanity in the process. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast. I am recording this episode the week we are preparing to move to our new house. If you have not heard my story yet, I've shared it a little bit on this podcast, but my family and I moved from San Diego to the Pacific Northwest. And by family, I mean my whole family. There were 17 of us who packed our things and just moved all together. We're building houses on plots of land that are next door to each other. We are soon to be neighbors. And right now, we're in the midst of packing everything up and getting it ready to move. So I am in the closet, aka my recording studio, to record this week's podcast, looking at everything, thinking about how I need to pack it all. And if you've ever moved, you know, you feel my pain. But I wanted to get this podcast recorded and sent out to you because I find that it's going to be really helpful for so many of you. I've had a lot of parents come to me who are struggling with an angry teen. And before I get into all that I'm planning to talk about when it comes to anger in teenagers, there's something that could be helpful for you just here at the beginning, whether your teenager is angry or not. And that is, we as humans have two tendencies that we lean toward when things aren't going well. One is sadness, withdrawal, victim, and, you know, crying, and basically just shutting down. And the other is anger and frustration. So know that either is very common Neither is better or worse than the other. But if your teen is angry, that's just where they go when things aren't going right. And it can be really hard when you have an angry teenager, especially if they're lashing out at you. It can be hard to keep your cool and to get curious about where the anger is coming from because you feel personally attacked. So that's what I'm going to be talking about in this episode is anger, how it shows up in your teen, and how you can help your teen if you're noticing that your teenager is having an unhealthy level of anger. And I do want to specify anger in and of itself is not a bad thing. It's actually can be a really helpful emotion, especially if things are not going right the frustration can propel someone into action to fix it. But it can become unhealthy if it's something that's really taking over your teen's life or impacting their ability to form relationships and really find happiness. So let's dive in. When your teenager is angry, just like when they're sad or frustrated or anxious, the number one thing to do is always validate their feelings, listen to them, and ask them how you can support them. This is my advice, pretty much blanket advice for anything your teenager is ever going through and how to support them. And today, 
I'm going to be talking about signs your teenager's anger, anger has reached an unhealthy level and what you can do to help them manage it. All right. Unhealthy anger is when the level of emotion doesn't match the cause of the emotion. Or if your teen gets out of control or violent. And also if your teen is getting angry often, those are signs that they're unhealthy. So when I say the level of emotion doesn't match the cause, basically something could happen and your teenager flies off the handle. Now, no, this is going to happen from time to time. But if it's happening a lot, that may mean that there's something that needs to be addressed. So especially when it comes to your teen getting out of control and violent, and if it happens often, think about the body's response to anger. The heart rate increases, muscles tense, and the body is basically preparing to fight. So when your body is in that fight or flight response, your body is not able to like get into the essential bodily functions like rest, digest, and repair. And they're put on the back burner. And really, this just can't be sustained. And the longer it goes on, the more of a physiological impact it will have. So keep in mind, there are a lot of potential causes for anger in teenagers. And also, there may be seasons in life when stress levels are higher due to school pressures or friendship challenges or a breakup. And again, it's natural for your teen to experience these seasons of emotions. But when the season turns into more of a lifestyle, there could be something deeper going on. So what other things might be causing anger into you? Here are a few things that could be lying under the surface. So listen to this list and keep that in mind when you notice that your teen is carrying a lot of anger and ask yourself, could this be what's going on? And should I look into this further? There are five of them. The first one is an underlying mental health condition. Anger really can be a mal maladaptive coping mechanism, and it can be a mask for depression because anger can be seen as more of a socially acceptable expression, especially in boys. And one is the reason that anger is more common in boys and girls. And I'm going to get to that in a moment. But there could be something mental health going on, a challenge mental health going on that basically the anger is covering up. Number two is sub substance abuse. And people who are struggling with mental health, it's common. They're going to turn to drugs and alcohol to numb their uncomfortable feelings. But these things can actually heighten that aggressive and impulsive or reckless behavior. Number three is unprocessed trauma. So let's say something traumatic happened to your teenager in the past. So maybe your teenager remembers it, maybe not. But if the emotions from this trauma haven't been processed, they get trapped in the body. And this could lead to PTSD. Some people have PTSD and they don't even realize it. And they don't understand why they're so angry they think something's wrong with them or that they're broken, but really it's just unprocessed trauma. And trauma doesn't have to be something really major in your teen's past. It can be something that they perceived as being traumatic and then they 
inquired it? No. <laughs> and then they absorbed it. That's it. Into their body. And now it's just trapped. And it's really impacting your teenager's mental health or their ability to handle stress. And number four is unprocessed emotions. So there's trauma that are the big things. And then there are just emotions that can get trapped in our bodies. So if your teen has pushed down uncomfortable emotions for whatever reason, maybe they don't feel comfortable expressing them, maybe they're afraid to, maybe it's too uncomfortable for them, it basically doesn't go away. It just gets stuffed down and it needs to come out in some way. And sometimes it's through an angry outburst. And number five is the anger is a learned behavior. If your teen has grown up with angry or aggressive or violent family members, they may have internalized that this is just normal behavior. And they're just behaving the way that they've learned to behave. And I mentioned before that anger is more common in boys. And there are a few reasons for this. One is due to societal conditioning. Boys are supposed to not cry, not be sad, not show emotion, be strong and man up. And because it's okay for them to show aggression or anger, then if a boy is struggling with depression, it can feel more acceptable for them to just express it through anger. So when people think about depression, a lot of the time what they picture is somebody who is withdrawn and hiding or sleeping all of the time. But that's not always the case, especially for boys, because they've learned their whole life. It's not okay to do those things. And so it comes out through anger. And another reason why boys are more likely to struggle with this is because they're less likely to seek help. And again, this is something that's been ingrained in them since they were young. Basically, just suck it up, deal, be strong, never show weakness. It's less appealing for them to open up and be vulnerable because they've been taught not to. Now, let's move on to how you can help your teenager manage their anger. And I'm going to be sharing with you seven different things that you could try or that you could consider doing. Number one is to pick your battles. Not everything needs to be an argument, and sometimes it's best to just let some things slide. This can be really hard to do, and there's something I'm going to be sharing on this list of seven that can help you with that. <laughs> but really just get like down to it, what's really important, what's not, and then decide, do I really want this to be a battle? Number two is to see the good. Point out when you see your teen doing things right. And hold your tongue a bit more when you see things are off. Number three is to manage your emotions. This is a big one. So find a place where you can release your frustrations and your worries. Regulate your nervous system so that you won't be so triggered when your teen has an outburst. Number four is to give your teen some space. So when they're in a heightened state, when they're getting really upset, Give them time to cool off and don't push them to apologize when they're still angry. Walk away when you feel like you might react and communicate with them that that's what you're doing so that they don't feel abandoned and they don't feel like they need to follow you to continue the fight. 
And that leads me to number five is communicate. This is really the number one thing that you need to focus on when something's going on with your teen. Find a time when your teenager's in more of a neutral state and just let them know how their behavior impacts the family, how it impacts you, and let them know that you really care about them, validate how they're feeling, and then set boundaries and make a plan for when these outbursts happen. It's like having a word where you can share and says, you know what, I need space, and that's what that word means, so that your teen knows in their brain that mom or dad is not abandoning me or not abandoning me. They're doing this for the preservation of our relationship. Number six is to teach them how to regulate their own nervous system through exercise, mindfulness, or breathing exercises if they're open to it. Things like guided visualizations and progressive muscle relaxation can also really help. And number seven is to find help. So if your teenager is open to it, find some for for them to talk to. Give them a space to let all of this frustration and anger out and off of their chest. And maybe a support group. If you're, again, if your teen is open to it, there's a lot of support groups and they don't have to be specifically for anger. They can just be for teens. They don't even have to be for a mental health issue. Just having a space where teens can like lean on each other or talk to each other or just realize, hey, I'm not the only one who's going through this. It can really help a lot. And I know having an angry teenager can wreak havoc on the whole family. And if your teen isn't open to talking to someone or accepting help, find help for yourself. Helping yourself will also help your teen. And it will normalize the idea of getting and receiving help. It really, it starts with you. And that is where the true love comes from, is If you're not open to doing this for yourself, I'm going to take care of myself because I love you and I want to be able to interact with you in a healthier way. Before I go, I want to remind you to head to the show notes and download my free guide, What Your Teenager Wants You to Know But Doesn't Want to Tell You. If you're looking to better understand your teen, this is the guide for you. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next time. If you liked this episode, I want to invite you to follow me on Instagram at jennifer.delacuadri, where you'll find more tips, inspiration, and connection to help you navigate this unique and sometimes challenging season of parenthood. I'll see you there.